0: At the beginning of service tonight, we lit the final candle of Advent. This candle represented light. Now, along with celebrating the birth of Christ, Christmas, for many of us, is a time of reflecting over the past year, since the last Christmas. For some of us, this can be a great year, and for others of us, this can be discouraging. Sometimes it might feel like it's just been a dark year, and you're just looking for light at the end of the tunnel. Well, our passage is from Isaiah, and Isaiah was writing to people who were living in a dark time. They were getting ready to have their nation taken over and destroyed. All hope was lost for them. It seemed like there was nothing that could save them. And in tonight's text, we'll see how Isaiah wrote wrote saying that hope was not lost, that there would be a new light dawning on the darkness that they were experiencing. So you can turn with me or follow along on the screen as I read Isaiah chapter 9, verses 2 through 7. It says, the people walking in darkness have seen a great light. On those living in the land of deep, a darkness, in darkness a light has dawned. You have enlarged the nation and increased their joy. They rejoice before you as people rejoice in the harvest, as warriors rejoice when dividing the plunder. Of the greatness of his government and peace, there will be no end. He will reign on David's throne and over his kingdom, establishing and upholding it with justice and righteousness from that time on and forever. The zeal of the Lord Almighty will accomplish this. Now this light that was going to dawn over the darkness that Isaiah was talking about would be the birth of Jesus Christ. Isaiah uses several different names to describe him, and that's what we'll be focusing on tonight, the importance of name and the meaning behind it. You see, in biblical times, every name had a meaning behind it. Eve's name meant mother of all the living. Abraham, whose name was originally Abram, meant father of a multitude or of nations. Their name often told something about a person or their character. And oftentimes because of this, that name would be changed. Think of Saul, whose name was changed to Paul. Simon's name was changed by Jesus to Peter. And in today's passage, Isaiah wrote in verse 6, And he will be called. Just as in the previous examples, the following names that Isaiah gives tells us something about the nature and character of the Son of God that would eventually be born, the birth that we are here to celebrate tonight. Verse six says, for for to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders, and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, and Prince of Peace. The first name Isaiah uses is Wonderful Counselor. Oxford Dictionary defines counselor as a person trained to give guidance on personal, social, or psychological problems. And this is what the majority of people today would think of when they hear the word counselor. In the Old Testament, kings had counselors whose job was to guide them and share wisdom with them when they were making decisions. Counselors had a lot of power as their words were normally listened to by these kings. It also meant that if you were listening to a counselor, you'd better make sure it's someone who actually knows what they're talking about, someone that you can trust. Most of the time for the kings, their counselors were people who were older and more wise. They'd had life experience. But there was a time when the kingdom of Israel would be divided due to the fact that the king didn't like what his older counselor said and chose to listen to his friends and peers. This proved to be a huge mistake for him. In the same way, today, if you're going to someone to seek their counsel or advice, you're going to want it to be someone who knows what they're talking about and has your best interest at heart. Jesus or Isaiah is saying that Jesus will be the wonderful counselor. He will be the one who will counsel us and tell us about God and God's purpose for us. He'll tell us how we'll be able to be with God forever and how we can find light in the darkness. And unlike the unwise advisors that the king listened to, we won't have to worry about Jesus being our counselor. Jesus would later on in his life tell us to seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. He said to love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. He tells us how God is more interested in where our hearts are rather than the actions we display on the outside. Jesus is our wonderful counselor. He wants to listen to us and help us. But we have to be willing to go to him and listen to him as well. The second name given in verse 6 is Mighty God. Now it's Christmas Eve, so I'm not going to go into a deep theological Hebrew lesson for you. But I do want to point out the word Isaiah uses when talking about Mighty God in Hebrew is only used when referencing Jehovah God, the one true God. He's saying that the one to come will be none other than God himself, Emmanuel, God with us. God took on human form and dwelt among us. Jesus took on the form of a human being, becoming a servant to serve others. While he was human, he is also fully God. If we want to know God and what he wants from us, we need to look no further than Jesus Christ. He is God with us, mighty God Whereas Peter writes, Great God and Savior. When God took on human form as a baby, it shows that He is not some impersonal, impersonal, distant force that is uninterested in us. It's actually very much the opposite. It shows that He's concerned for us and loves us, that He wants us to seek Him, and when we do, we'll find that He's never far from us. The third name we see is Everlasting Father. We see this when Isaiah references the coming child as everlasting father. Now, this may be a little bit confusing. How can the Son of God also be the Father? Isaiah was not saying that Jesus was the same as our Heavenly Father. We know that God is three persons, God the Father, the Son, and Holy Spirit. All three are one God, but are also three distinct persons. What Isaiah means by saying everlasting Father is that Jesus will be the Father of everlasting life. For it is only through the life, death, and resurrection of Jesus Christ that we are able to have everlasting life through him. Jesus is the father to eternal life as he is the one who opens the doorway to eternal life. No one is able to have everlasting life except through him. In order to have access to this eternal life, we have to have faith in Jesus Christ. and That he was born in order that he would be able to give his life and pay the sin that is in our lives. When we do that, we are able to have access to the salvation he has made possible for us through his birth and eventually his death. The final name Isaiah uses is Prince of Peace. Remember what I said earlier about what the people were going through during the time that Isaiah wrote these words. Peace was the farthest thing from their minds. Their nation was on the verge of being taken over. Israel as a nation would completely cease to exist. In a similar way today, there's lots of strife and division and conflicts around us. This is the background that Isaiah is writing Prince of Peace to. Doesn't it sound soothing and give a sense of peace to just think about Jesus like this? Earlier we said names had to do with the nature of the person, and Jesus would be characterized by peace. And he did bring peace. When he arrived, his birth was sounded with the words, Peace on earth. Now this peace would not necessarily be an outward peace where there would be no more wars, but it would be a peace between God and mankind. Peace amidst trials. Jesus will bring peace with God because sin is done away with. He'll bring peace with men because he brings all different kinds of people together in him. And he'll bring peace in this world because we know that he is in control. Jesus truly is the Prince of Peace. So as we leave here tonight and we celebrate with our families and loved ones tonight and tomorrow, remember that the one Isaiah said would come has come. And that he is described as a wonderful counselor, the one who tells us about God, ourselves, and how we should live. He is mighty God. God in flesh, God with us. He is everlasting Father, as it is through him that we can have eternal life. He is Prince of Peace, the one who brings peace with God, mankind, and an inner peace as he died and rose again for us. He is peace.